0: I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 Beer Beer. This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 975. The only show
1: dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music.
0: Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John
1: Denman.
2: All right, this is Drink of Ages Radio Show. I'm John Denman, DJ Muskratch is a producer, and we are down south on Galveston Island hanging out at Devil in the Deep Brewery for this week's show. This episode is brought to you by Weissheimer from 8th Wonder Brewery. And this traditional German Hefeweizen is very well balanced with aromas of banana and clove imparted by the yeast. 5.4% ABV and very low bitterness. This is a beer for the springtime and luckily available all year round. You can get it in cans and on draft. So go pick up some Weissheimer from 8th Wonder Brewery. So like I said, we're down here, Galveston, 45 South. At the... Beautiful island, one of my favorite places to go. Uh, and now, new brewery just opened up, Devil in a D Deep Brewery. We have Eric Walker and Dan Torres hanging out with us. Hey y'all, howdy. So, um, yeah, man, Gal- Galveston is just—it is one of my favorite places. It is one of the coolest spots you can get to in 45 minutes, of course, from from mm-hmm. Houston. I'm trying to think of what other direction you can go.
1: In 45 minutes, you can be just outside the
2: loop. That's <laughs> <laughs> on the west right. side. Which which area? You might be by the Galleria if you try <laughs> yeah. hard.
0: That's where when I moved down here. That's what I decided I was gonna move into Houston, and then I was thinking about it. It's like I might as well live on the island and drive an hour into Houston to go anywhere I want. Because if I'm gonna be driving an hour to go anywhere I want, if I live inside the inside the loop or anywhere else. So, to the beach I came, and here we are now. So, Now
2: Galveston is it's a fun place and. Uh, for whatever reason you know people that come down here they're they're like oh we love galveston then there's the people that they're like oh man galveston i was like when was the last time you've been when i was five years old it's like well you couldn't have beer then yeah (laughs) things things have changed a little bit and uh and now you can enjoy you know all that galveston has to offer and even more excitingly, like you said with a beer in your hand
0: yeah where we are is uh we're real lucky to be on the very outskirts of the open container around here, around the Strand Entertainment District, so people can walk in, grab a beer, and walk with it. And uh, you know, walking through all the shops and everything like that, or all the art galleries and everything, they're gonna you can walk around with the beer in your hand, and no one's gonna bother you. And about that's it. all year round, correct? Year round. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As
2: long as you're in a plastic cup,
0: they're yeah. happy. And if you're not causing a nuisance, then no one's gonna bother you. So be fine. It definitely adds a whole element like. Uh, yeah, New Orleans.
2: Yeah, a little it, bit. Yeah, where you can, you can walk around and have a beer. Sixth Street did that for a little while in Austin. I guess they still do. Uh, that turned into a nightmare. <laughs> but really, it smells better than New Orleans <laughs> it, it definitely smells a lot better, <laughs> and it smells better than Sixth Street as well. Man. <clears throat> Even uh, well, it, well, actually, this last Mardi Gras kind of sucked because the weather was not. I mean, February was just horrible weather, and. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember the sun ever really coming out for and like six that, weeks. And despite that, we
0: still had our grand opening the first weekend of Mardi Gras. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Man. It filled the place up. Uh, we were a little bit apprehensive about it, worried about the parades and everything. And uh, being right here on 25th Street, the parades go right past the front of it, and people packed up under the awning so they didn't get wet, watched the parade from here, and still caught beads and drank Captive beer. Captive audience. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, yeah, not so. bad. And
2: clean bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a great thing, especially during Mardi Gras, <laughs> having clean bathrooms. Uh, yeah, what weekend was? When did when did Mardi
0: What did when, when did you guys open up? What weekend was that? Uh, first weekend of Mardi Gras started on the second of February, which was that Friday night, and that was the uh, the first set of parades, and that was we opened that day. It was also Groundhog Day, and it hasn't proved us wrong.
1: It's <laughs> been kind of odd.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, everything was in order. Uh, you guys were just waiting to open up because, uh, yeah, everything has been uh, set in place for, like, the last three days. It's been mentally set in place?
0: Yeah. We, uh, we were, we were kind of down to the wire. We're down to the wire, yeah. We were finishing up kegging some beers that were on the wall, kegging them the day of. Um, we, were ser- we were serving zero-day fresh IPA. <laughs> yes. And uh, uh, each day that we uh, – Friday and Saturday both, we released an IPA a day uh, when we were doing that. Enjoy by today. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean – those those beers were coming out real fresh, real, uh, you know, very as you know, as fresh as an IPA as you can get. Because literally, I was kegging off of the bright tank, carried the keg into the walk-in and put it on the wall, and then like coming out the tap wall on the other side as soon as I hooked it up. So, I should have been a video, <laughs>
1: you know. There's probably one surface. It's like,
0: actually, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure we got video somewhere on our uh, Instagram feed of me in the back just. Furiously, you know, trying to keg beer while people are in the front drinking it, you know, as I'm kegging it. So, yeah, we 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 had to open, you know. We had everything that we did, we did... Out of uh, you know, out of our back pocket and our own you know sweat off our own brow. So it was right down to the wire on some of our stuff. I mean, that we, we did. wanted to so wear tuxedos, but
1: it ended up being cut off jeans and dirty T-shirts. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> those rentals can be pricey. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so when you got to take them back all like that, they're gonna be like, "Those are soiled. Don't want those." Yeah, back. <laughs> no, we don't want those back. <laughs> now, well, congratulations
2: on getting open. Uh, Thank you. This has been a plan that's. Yeah, it ongoing. I'm trying to remember when we first started talking about it. It's
1: been a couple years that we've been trying to get a spot, get comfortable, get all the recipes uh-huh. set, and find a a good time to attack.
0: And it took a little bit, but yeah, we went through a, a couple brewery names. Uh, we got to cease and desist off our first name, and then from there, uh, changed the name. Got a location on the Strand. That location then fell through. And after it fell through, we got the financing to open the brewery, but we didn't have a location at that point, so we had to start hunting for a location. Got real lucky in the place that we found because the uh, the owner of the building actually contacted me, he's an old friend of mine, and said, hey, are you still looking for a place for the brewery? And, you know, funny enough, mm-hmm. just two weeks before, the lease had fallen through on our first location on the Strand, walked in, and this is an old auto shop garage it's an old Goodyear and so it's just like any brewery most breweries that you've ever been to large large tall ceilings cement floors there's drainage in the floor roll-up doors you know everything that you possibly want on one of the main thoroughfares for Galveston
1: and it's had a a couple reincarnations since its original
0: yeah there's been a a biker bar that got shut down and then uh i think i want to say there was like it used to be a uh
1: dive bar was
0: here yeah there's a dive bar in here and also like a fish warehouse so it's been a a A couple iterations of of things before the brewery got a hold of it so
2: you have some strange people coming up you know trying to come to the places that used to be here (laughs) yeah
1: there's a a couple interesting pieces of graffiti in the back that we've yet to paint over from old (laughs)
2: bands or old clubs um it's a lot of history that's a great-looking spot and a nice-sized tap room, which is good, especially you know, down here close to Strand. You could fit a lot of people in here yeah. drinking some good beers.
1: Yeah, we lucked out on the space, uh, a lot of room to grow, great high ceilings, and the breeze with the doors open is mm-hmm. ideal.
0: Yeah, and uh, we got enough space in here that we we're going to be able to put more tables in so it could reach our occupancy you know, for, uh, per the city but still also be able to put in a pool table. Uh, We want to put in some foosball tables and uh, actually run like a foosball league. Um, Some vintage video games, kind of like what Brash does, you know, some Mm. some games in here to be fun. Um, And, of course, all the usual stuff, foosball, uh, ring toss, everything like that, you know. So cornhole. Yeah, yeah, cornhole. We are going to do a full uh, 16-foot shuffleboard. Uh, we're going to build one for ourselves, and we're going to have a full shuffleboard in here eventually. Well. War is a fun game. <laughs>
1: you know? And we're dog-friendly. Yeah, and we're dog-friendly. If so. you're dog's friendly.
0: As long as the
2: dog's friendly. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that part is important. No Cujos. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, the uh, you definitely have room for it. Uh, so we're looking at the art on the wall. Dan, I didn't know you were such an artist, man. I know you, you do a lot of different things, but those are some great paintings you have over there.
1: Um, It is... Something that I've loved doing for a while. Um, it's one of my first degrees. I have a degree in graphic design from U of H. And then I uh, I kind of just got busy with life and work and paying bills and debt. And it's, it's nice to be able to finally have an outlet, which this space and this opportunity for this business will allow me to just get loose and get wild. Uh, we're looking forward to getting a lot of merch out this summer, um, I kind of like one-off ideas for merchandise. Um, have a bunch of ideas rolling. Um, I don't know if Eric mentioned, it, but we're not doing the crazy route and naming all of our beers. Um, so yeah. I want to try to
0: give each beer an identity with an image. <laughs> yeah, when we, uh, you know, having gone through that first cease and desist, and the fact that there is six thousand breweries in the country now, and something like twenty-five thousand beers in market. It's uh, getting real tight, and there's only so many hop, you know, uh, puns you can come up with to name a beer. And also, I feel like I feel like our beer is more than good enough to be able to stand on its own under its own style. And uh, you know, maybe go some of our special releases that we'll do in the future, just do it almost like a wine, where it's going to be vintage based, you know, and uh, go off go off of that. And um, yeah, I just feel like how, that's how uh it's a good way for us to go forward as we go i know upslope does it that way and several other breweries as well so and i, I kind of like that as we go forward with that
2: well the first beer that i had walking in was the belgian rye mm-hmm. and that was really good uh not a big fan of belgian beers but all the flavors here are nice and subtle the rye gives it a good little earthiness and it, it was a very easy drinking beer
0: yeah our belgian rye pale uh actually started out as my Belgian uh rye saison uh when I actually went in this is four or five years ago went into Defalco's crushed the grain for it and uh went out to get the yeast and they didn't have the French saison yeast that I wanted to use so I uh I picked up a uh, Belgian Ardennes instead and that was right when Galaxy Hops had just hit the market and I picked up those and decided I was going to do a pale ale with it made it took it to a crawfish boil and we went through a five gallon keg of it in about 90 minutes and uh Ever since then, people, people have asked me about it, and every time I've made it, it's been about the same thing. The keg doesn't last a day. So when we got the big system, it was kind of a no-brainer just to scale it up and see what happens, and it's definitely been probably either number one or number two on the tap wall for everyone that's come in. So everyone's really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's got a lot going on between the uh, you know the Belgian esters from the yeast and then the, uh, the galaxy hops, adding that, that real, tro- a real nice subtle tropical note to them. And then of course the rye with that little bit of earthiness and spiciness, which I'm am a real big fan of rye. I love it, and, and I want to do a more rye beers as we go forward because I really think that's an underutilized hop, and it's you know just something maybe to differentiate ourselves just a little bit with you know. Yep. So.
2: Well, let's take a quick break and we get back. We got a flight in front of us, and we'll start barreling through some more of these beers. Uh, we're hanging out here at Devil in the Deep down in Galveston, and Drink of Ages. We'll be right back. Tap is killing it with their IPAs, Heavy Hands, Joostin, Houston Hayes, Draped Up, all have been phenomenal brews. With all the tasty releases, man, don't forget about Hop Gusher. This has been one of my favorite go-to beers for a while now. Six and a half percent, nicely balanced with a blast of hoppy aroma, the citrus taste and slight bitterness makes this a crowd pleaser. Grab some Hop Gusher and make this a regular in your beer fridge. If you are a fan of good beer, then come by Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive in Montrose, We have over 200 beers with 32 specialty rotating taps of badass beers, cider, kombucha, and cold brewed nitro coffee. Take a 32 ounce growler or build a mixed six pack to go. You can even bring your own growlers in and we will fill them. Drink of Ages Pub, badass beer for here, badass beer to go. We're down here at Devil and D Brewery. Uh, Eric Walker and Dan Torres hanging out with us. We're in Galveston. Devil and D Brewery just opened up early, early February, so just a little over a month old. Mm-hmm. Did you guys do a celebration for your one month anniversary?
0: Um, opened the bar. We had a really awesome day. Yeah. Um, oh, came in, people just. You know, we put, we put it out that we were open. People came in, hung out. We, we got
1: did. new cornhole boards for our anniversary. Yeah, that actually, like yeah, the, that's what it was. That's the one-month anniversary that's gift That's the first gift, yes. It's <laughs> 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 to give
2: wood. Yeah. All right, we're going to change the subject because this is going uh, go, to go downhill quickly. going to go downhill quickly. <laughs> so, so, but, yeah, quickly. yeah, I mean, we, we, got, we got a
0: bunch of games. Uh, people came in here. were sitting, relaxing, playing games, had music going. The weather was beautiful. I don't so, know. You really uh, can't do much for your one month. That's kind of like... Pat
1: myself on the back for like 30 seconds and be like, okay, our doors are still we, open. Yeah, cool. Yeah. We, we
0: managed. We paid our bills this month.
1: We paid our bills and I managed to pay my rent. Uh, I mean, so hey, because I'm despite you know, the fact that it was raining buckets half the time that we've been open. Yeah, right. So
0: we just finally started getting some sunny weather when the doors have been open. Otherwise, it's been rainy or fog nonstop. So man, the fog down here gets.
1: It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, Yeah. out there on seawall, you're expecting some monsters to uh, climb out of it like a Stephen King movie or Uh, something like that. You do.
2: It's very eerie and creepy because you can't see five feet in front of you. Yeah, it is so thick.
1: Plus, you're just swampy. Like everything (laughs) that isn't supposed
2: to be wet is wet. It's a weird sound. Yes. Yeah. Everything's been everything's deadened and very you know. Yeah. And that's when you (laughs) wait for that sea monster to come out and get you. like I mean, we toyed around tentacles with out of the mist <laughs>
1: <laughs> i kind of want to have a grand opening every month that's what <laughs> well i was gonna say uh, kind of uh, like when you're in high school and you celebrate every week anniversary uh, everywhere you're like sweetheart together. it's my first week anniversary
0: uh, would you get me I'm like, oh. <laughs> this is our 57th day anniversary being open <laughs> hey that's coming up what are you gonna get me don't say wood. <laughs> don't say wood. <laughs> Rubber. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I don't know. After honestly, uh, anything I've ever done, like the first month goes by, you don't even notice it, because all of a sudden you're like, "Man, is it already March? Yeah, already." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Hey, man, mm-hmm. we've been open. Hey, high five.
0: Yeah, all right, let's yeah. Back we, we stepped back and we realized, "Hey, we've after I paid the last couple bills, paid our uh, our Kega lease bill and everything like that." And it's like, "Wait a minute, we paid all of our bills this month. Our electricity's still on." And we're still making beer and pouring it out of our time I mean, it's wall. like a marathon. Like, the gun went off. We started
1: running, and we were just running, and now we're like, cool, we're at our pace. Yeah. I might stop for water.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I might stop to stretch, but I just got to keep going forward. Yeah, move forward no matter what. So Looking for that hill just to start rolling <laughs> down the hill. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're,
2: you're looking for.
1: We're excited because it's spring in a couple weeks, and the island wakes up. Like, the island woke up from its winter stupor for Mardi Gras, and then it kind of took a nap It yeah. hybrid Hi- hiber- goes back to hibernation for and a now that the bit, weather's no. starting to get on the climb for the temp and there's more street traffic i mean we're we're set for summer we're really excited mm-hmm. we're a couple blocks away from the cruise terminal um what seven blocks from the seawall two blocks from the cruise terminal so we're we're pretty happy with our spot and we're looking forward to having people come down from other parts of the state other parts of the the country country
2: yeah i know i personally
1: i I'd, I'd take a good part of my travel plans based around what i'm going to drink and eat in the place i've never been to of course or a city that i've been to before there's been places like in san antonio that i've been to a million times and there's all these new pockets of drink and eat that i have to explore and i think there's a lot of people who share that same sentiment when they
2: travel
0: absolutely do and it's also a good text write-off yeah <laughs> <Claim> <laughs> if, you, that. if you do it right <laughs> Yeah, it's uh it's been interesting, you know, because for a long time when we were still in planning and everything like that, even though we had a location, we were plugging away at construction. And again, because we we did everything ourselves, you know, we didn't have contractors other than like, you know, the plumber. The uh, things that we couldn't do ourselves. It's gotten to the point now that we're not pushing we're not pushing it anymore. We're now holding on. And like for dear life because it's going out and we've gone places and like people are talking about it and it's coming up on facebook and different things and like that and people are tagging the brewery to it and you get, you know you get those notifications and people are talking about the brewery and they're saying good things and, and that's it's a nice organic feeling. yeah and and it's an, uh, yeah it's I mean, it's become I'm, it's a, it's become its own thing outside of us and I mean, that's it's it's cool to be a part of super thankful
1: for all the people who took their time to help us paint to get equipment together to help brew to cut the grass to bring us food yeah. while we were working.
0: Yeah, and 6 16-hour days where we just were here from, you know, from dawn till like midnight. And people and are literally awesome bringing us trays of food. Seeing
1: them come in and drink beers and it's even more awesome when there's people whose faces I don't know and they don't know me and it's great feedback. I and I I applaud and I appreciate honest feedback. I mean, there's things that I don't like. I don't like peas. So if someone gives me peas, I'm going to be honest with you. And yeah. there's been people who've come in here and been like, I really don't like Belgian pale ales or Belgian rice. Mm-hmm. but
0: this one's all right. Hey, that was me. Yeah. yeah, was <laughs> yeah. The, uh, we talked about our brown ale actually earlier, uh, you know, off the air there. And we talked about how my brown ale recipe, I wrote, that was my first homebrew recipe I ever wrote for myself. And it's never changed. I love that recipe. I love that recipe a lot. It's a little bit nutty. You Got a little bit of chocolate out of it. It's real easy drinking. It's only 5.2 on it. You know, 5.2 percent, and uh, it's like a good traditional American brown ale. You know, and uh, and then on our second brown ale that we were brewing when we uh, we fired up the brewing system uh, and brewing on the five barrel si- on the five barrel system is that I uh, grabbed a mislabeled bag of uh, what should have been a crystal malt. And it instead turned out to be 20 pounds of black patent. And that went into the five-gallon batch, and, you know, it's 400 pounds of grain. You know, 20 pounds isn't going to affect it that much, but it, you know, it, that could ruin a batch of beer. And we sat on pins and needles that entire time while it was fermenting kept sampling it. It just, it came out okay, and then we put it on the tap wall, and people loved that beer two-to-one over my regular brown ale. It hurts my heart a little bit because that's my favorite recipe, and the one that I messed up on is the one that everyone likes the best. Of course, yeah. But so, I, I have course. to admit, the, the roasted is, it's a better recipe. It's a great beer, you know, I mean.
2: Well, Black Patent, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember my homebrew days correctly, that's one of the darkest malts.
0: It's about 500 Lullabond. It, is, it, ca- it came out it. like ground coffee, and when I, as soon as I opened the bag into the mash tun, you know, it's like salt once it goes in. You can't pull it out, and it's like, what have i done (laughs) you know literally i I stopped like i had the bag in my hand empty over top of my over top of my mash tun and i'm looking at my my uh my mash bed and i'm like oh no (laughs) i have ruined this batch of beer and uh i was just like well at this point just got to keep going with it let it go see what happens and uh you know two to one that beer has gone out of our tap wall and people come up and try it and it it has a coffee character to it, a nice coffee note. I feel like if there had been, like, one pound more of Black patent in that, that would have sent that down to drain. Yeah. You know, but there's just enough. And uh, I'm recreating it on a five-gallon batch to make sure I have it right to scale back up to make sure I don't put too much in there and mess up the second batch. Um, but, yeah, that's just, you know, kind of a serendipitous event that happened back in the brew house with our brown nails. So we got two brown ale recipes out of it. So, yeah, the uh, our roasted brown ale uh, – if you get your nose into it, it's—I mean, it's—it's it's almost like it's right there on the port, right on the edge of being a porter, you know. But I, I still call it my brown ale because it's still real light. Yeah. It just has a coffee note to it, but there's no coffee in it. Well, you have a lot more beers that you've made. Uh, like the first flight,
2: the blonde, and then there was the blonde was good, just nice, easy drinking blonde. Yep.
0: Uh, yeah, it's pretty standard American blonde ale. Uh, we made that one because we're down here on the island. I mean, we, f- we figure you need something nice and clean and easy drinking and crushable. I want people to be able to take that, you know, fill up a growler, take it to the beach, you know. So I think that'd be perfect beach or fishing, you know, fishing beer. So. And, and then, then
1: the second one was the Chinook and Eric Brews single hop IPAs.
0: Yeah, our IPAs are all single hop. Um, I feel like there's enough massive hopped beers. Uh, you know, obviously you got Spindle Tap up there crushing it with the, uh, the New Englands. Um, my palate, just as, per, as you know, just as a beer drinker myself doesn't really go that route. I'm more of a malt side. I like bacteria. I like, you know, Britannomyces, and I like uh, sour beer, lambics, and also uh, the, you know, Saisons and Belgians. I like those characters in the beer, so it's less hoppy, more, you know, that side of things. So I figured I was, uh, on my IPAs, you obviously have to have IPAs, a couple at least, uh, for, to be, you know, a good successful brewery, and I feel like my IPAs, Are very a very drinkable, approachable IPA. We're doing single hops on them because there's enough hops out there now that you can do two to three beers on a monthly basis, and each IPA is different every single time. Uh, And the ones this time around were Chinook and uh, Summit. Got sent the Summit by accident. I ordered Mosaic and I got the Summit instead, and it came out really great. It kind of has like that funky citrus to it. That's this one that I have right now, right? Yep. Yeah, that's the Summit right there. It uh, is really good. Yeah, those are uh, grown from a small farm up in Michigan. Got them off Loopy and Exchange, like I said. Uh, The guy that grew them just grabbed the wrong bag off the shelf. And, you uh, you know, this is another one of those uh, good serendipitous type events. Uh, Came out pretty great. The, uh, The Chinooks, you know, that more traditional kind of West Coast IPA. It's in a ton of different West Coast IPAs. Uh, our grain bill and the yeast that we use are all exactly the same for all of them, and uh, this, the ones that are going to be coming out this month in March are uh, both going to be New Zealand uh, hops. One's going to be Enigma, the other one's going to be Ella. So uh, that should be that should be pretty interesting. So
2: yeah, those have more like melon.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of, like, tropical fruit and, uh, you know, melon coming out of that enigma, uh, which is a, a lot like Galaxy, just a little bit less on the scale, uh, which we use, you know, we use Galaxy in our rye Pale, And then the Ella is on the complete opposite end of that spectrum. It's going to be very spicy, as I understand, and that's, that's kind of interesting to me because I like, you know, more like, you know, kind of like peppery saisons and stuff like that. So maybe if I can pull a little bit of, like, you know, a pepper or a spice out of it, that will be a fun IPA for me. Could be good. It sounds good. Alright, we're gonna take another quick break.
2: Devil and Deep Brewery is where we are down in Galveston. Eric and Dan's hanging out with us. a brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to Dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple suppliers for your branded merchandise? Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cast Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drink of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out. Cash Branding dot com Down here in the beautiful city of Galveston, Texas, hanging out at Double ND Brewery with Eric and Dan. I'm John Dimmon. DJ Muskrat is over here enjoying a bunch of a bunch of flights going on uh, right now. There's actually there's a lot of beers in front of us. <laughs> like, it keeps getting more and more. I mean, this is your job. It, it is. <laughs> yes, it, uh, and making them is your job. So you guys are doing Perks. a great thing going on over here. Uh, so far, we've gone through three of the eight that you set in front of us. And this next one, though, this next one's uh, completely different from,
0: like, a normal style of beer because you guys are trying to make it a little funky. A little bit. The, uh, we want to make it as funky as possible while stu- still keeping, uh, you know, a clean side beer. Uh, eventually, I want to get into some sour, uh, at least some kettle souring. But uh, our farmhouse sale is just a real, you know, I call it like our baby Saison. It's real light we use uh you know a belgian yeast with it uh or belgian saison yeast with it rather and i let it ferment as hot as as hot as it can get this one happened to ferment right around the low 80s um and i just i let it go until it's completely dry and done and whatever the yeast do is what the yeast do when i put it out that's how i'm going to go forward with it when we get to our big system this is brewed you know just on a five gallon little pilot system and uh so it's you know it's a little peppery it's got some ester to it from the uh, from the yeast but it's still kind of light you know so it's uh, I feel like people will approach it and not be like chased off by it our saison is everything that the farmhouse is you know ramped up quite a lot you know it's a lot it's a lot bigger beer and, and I let it get a little bit weird that's
1: the next one that you have on your uh, yeah. on your tray there yeah.
0: So I mean, again, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't really pay attention to that beer. Once I get it going, it just goes until it's finished, and I don't, that's it. It's going to be what it is. Exactly. You know, and I feel like that—that's the in- interesting part of beer. And if it's not exactly the same exact beer, I'm okay with that. Like I want my consistency on my blondes and everything like that. But with some beers, I, I want it to be different every time. That's the reason why I'm doing single hop, and that's the way I'm doing my farmhouses and my saisons that way. My Belgians are going to be the same way my uh, you know that those yeasts are so interesting and they do so much different you know so many different things if you change a little bit on them so our we're going to do Belgian uh, trapels and quads and everything like that I'm going to do them the exact same way let them ferment warm let them ferment until they're done and uh, see what comes out seems like there's a lot of play that can happen with that beer mm-hmm. uh, from fruit to uh, yeah i feel i feel like it's going to be a really good base to do exactly that you know can uh get a maybe get a small photo and you know fruit it down or maybe put it through a randall or something like that you know for different things and different events and uh you know just play off of it and let it let's see what happens yeah that was I like it Uh, like
2: you you know just like you said you know very light easy drinking just has just enough funk to where you know you're not drinking normal saison
0: yep yeah so it's got a little bit of a a little bit of a pepper but it's not overpowering same thing the uh, there's a little bit of ester to it but it's not like you know it's not right there at you it's just real real mellow a real mellow for little farmhouse ale
2: so let's talk about the, the the beginning days of devil in the deep Now, what were you guys doing before um i have been lucky enough
1: to have a day job that lets me do some crazy adventures Um, i work at a pharmacy as a technician Um, i work a lot of hours therefore i get to try to shift my days off um, which has helped me help eric get this thing off the ground Um, it's a challenge but if i wasn't busy i probably wouldn't be happy so yeah before Eric came along, I was doing the pharmacy thing, doing independent graphic design, and I manage a band out of Houston, the Grizzly Band. One of my favorites, <laughs> Cheers. as a matter of fact. <laughs> so we're working about a new album that should be out very, very soon. Uh, we're excited to, to get new music out, and I hope to, to come see you at your, uh, your establishment.
2: Yeah, last time uh, Grizzly Band came and played, set up a whole thing, and they were doing an acoustic set, and I was, I was all super excited. And then it just happened to be on a weekend that I was out of town. And it's like, can we move that? And they're like, yeah, they're like, no, because we're actually bringing somebody else in from, you know, out of
0: state to play. And it's like, damn it. So I missed it. Yeah, I haven't gotten my photo by the bear yet. So I need to go. Uh, you get definitely get need to get the up bear. there and, yeah, yeah, come hang out.
2: <laughs> but,
0: Eric, I mean, you're, you're, uh, military yeah i was uh i joined the military from a young age i joined when i was 17 two weeks after i uh, graduated high school which was my 18th birthday actually uh i was on the first thing smoking uh out of uh out of where i was it was in the navy for four years uh joined in 99 was in the navy for four years switched over was in the army for seven and the uh while i was in the army uh you know the army brought me here to texas up at fort hood and I got a place up up just outside of Austin, and just drove into Fort Hood because I figured if I was gonna live there, I'll just commute into work and live outside of Austin because Austin's awesome. And uh, you know, went into wandered into Austin Homebrew one day, and uh, I was drinking enough beer at that point in my life, I figured that I'll make my own beer. It'll be cheaper. And uh, that swiftly got out of hand, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah, buy the batch. <laughs> yes, it is a little bit cheaper.
2: Yeah. But once you really get Lies. into it, it's oh, a rabbit hole. Six a six
1: pack, or
0: wait six weeks. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, and. Well, uh, oh, so just on hydrometers alone. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> I just. to buy one of those every week.
0: While I was, uh, you know, Don't so I was brewing us. beer, and I just kept, I mean, literally from like my little first, you know, kit batch bought from Austin Homebrew, I mean, I, I was like, I felt like there was something to this, you know? And of course it's a kit, you know, they designed them to be good. And so it came out really good. And I was just like, this is awesome. I'm a great brewer, I'm you gonna know? Brew. I'm <laughs> on brew forever, you know? And, but I mean, that was eight, nine years ago almost at this point. And uh, so it's like, after that first batch, I just started buying more stuff and buying more stuff and buying more equipment and making more beer. And it got to the point where I had too much beer and I had to start giving it away. <laughs> And uh, when I was giving it away to people and it's like telling them to get, bring me back the bottle so I could fill them back up, and people were like, I'd buy this beer. And I took that to heart and uh, got out of the Army. Or that was right when I got out of the Army, came down here to the island, uh, got into A&M and started going, working on my degree. And that was, this is back before Mark at GIB opened, or there was no breweries down here. This is back in 2011. And I'm like, I'll open a brewery down here on the island. And... You know, one thing leads to another. You know how it is. I finished school and everything, but I had to pay the bills. And uh, so I got a job as a vessel manager. Kept brewing beer. Kept working on it. Kept pushing it. And then in uh, 2014, I actually decided to really, you know, push forward and actually actually do this. And actually,
1: one of our partners that is part of our core here was a mutual friend. And
0: he... Oh, yeah. This is how I... Yeah, this is how... uh, He
1: lived in this really nice loft on the Strand. And there was a unit that became available and I had just lost a roommate and I was looking to get my own place. And he actually told Eric about the same spot. So we both showed up to look at it at the same time. Coincidentally, I pulled the trigger faster. Mm -hmm. So we met because i stole his loft
0: yeah because he <laughs> sold my loft over this over the strand the bastard
1: you know um one day
0: he's gonna get that back
1: yeah right but yeah down the line he was like hey that guy that took your loft he's actually a decent artist if you need some artwork for the brewery
0: yeah so nice. and that's how that rolled i mean every every at every point where it's uh on you know as we uh, the road for opening this brewery like either somebody came onto the project dan landers uh our other partner chris um or, like, the locations, you know, they just kind of, like, right when we needed that to happen, it happened. that happened. You know, so we, it kind of, just like we talked about, you know, with, the, like, our organic our organic growth for the brewery, the, the brewery grew that way every at every point. It's like, all right, we have to start really worrying about our location. Oh, location, here we go. And everyone's you know?
1: bringing, like, something unique to the table as far as our core team here. Mm-hmm. And it's beneficial because there's things that,
0: I honestly can't even lie to you I don't know how to do and but yeah you know, Chris is an electrical engineer and uh, this is a bootstrap brewery we, we, we open this with our own money you know some uh, we have like two we have two very small angel investors helping us out you know that way but we don't have any bank loans or anything so some of the things we had to do we had to make ourselves our glycol units we made ourselves we have th- uh, three, our walk-in. We made ourselves. Yeah, we built our walk-in ourselves. Uh, there's the three table inches we're at. of uh, yeah. There's three <laughs> inches of insulation <laughs> on our uh, in our walk-in. Even the beer you're
1: we're
2: drinking right now, you made yourself. The yeah.
0: glass and the microphones that we're using <laughs> yeah. now. Oh yeah, don't don't. We got a little forge in the back. Don't you worry. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's like when we wired those up. Chris is an electrical engineer, so he he knew how to you know basically hot wire our uh, our units to hook it up to a temperature controller, and now we have little glycol chillers that run our the chilling coils and our fermenters perfect so i mean everything everything here is you know hands-on diy it's a manual brewery we work a lot but i mean i feel like this is a you know it's a craft you're supposed to work hard you know and i feel like we're making good beer and we're in a good spot and you know we're we're, we're primed for growth so yeah, uh, we're sitting down here at Galveston
2: talking with Eric and Dan from Devil D Brewery. We've got to take another break when we get back. We'll go through this other, the downhill slope of my flight that I have. <laughs> Tap brewery has a new ipa releasing february 23rd this ipa is cosmic clouds and it's eight percent and all galaxy hops it is going to be pretty fantastic get on the pre-sale to make sure you get a four pack and you can find the links at spindle taps facebook page don't miss this one cosmic clouds ipa february 23rd at spindle tap brewery This is, this is a brand new jam. <laughs> this is a brand new jam. <laughs> this is Drink of Ages Radio. Uh, we're hanging out at Devil and Deep Brewery down in Galveston Island, Texas. Eric and Dan's hanging out with us. DJ Muscratch and I, were are sampling a decent amount of beers you know, for one radio show. It, I don't know if it's any more than normal. I think, I think just because they're, they're all laid out in front of us instead of just pint after pint after pint after <laughs> pint. But... Yeah, uh, so now we're on the downhill side, you know, where we started off with the light, and now we're working our way through the dark. Saison, uh, we talked about that one, mm-hmm. and then we went to the, the brown. Like I said, it was one of your first beers you ever brewed. Yep. and
0: Yeah, that was the first recipe I ever wrote for myself.
2: This is a really nice, nice brown ale. Yeah, I mean... Uh... I like the little coffee roastiness that it has in there.
0: A little bit, of, yeah, a little bit of chocolate. Real, you know, it's only five point two, so you can have a couple. But there's not, I don't have oat or anything like that in it, so it it drinks real clean. So that way, I feel like you know you can have a couple and not feel like you ate a meal, you know. Um, but now we get to the uh,
2: the mistake experimental brown.
0: My my mistake that uh, came out all right. The uh, you know when it was fermenting, like I said, I kept sampling it you know, hoping it wouldn't be like licking an ashtray and uh, expecting it to take a turn at any day and it never did. And uh, it has a coffee note, a real nice coffee note to it that, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting. And uh, I feel like if there'd been like even a pound more of a, you know, black patent that went into it, like I said, by accident, it would have been a, you know, a drain beer, but came out great. I feel, you know, maybe it's like right up to the edge of being a porter, but it's not. I still, I'm still calling it my brown ale because it's it, even uh, because it's, it's such a so it's such a small amount of grain, it didn't really affect alcohol, the alcohol content. So it's the same side, uh, you know, or ABU uh, rather, or ABV. There we go, ABV. A, ABU. whatever. <laughs> AB, we're, we're talking ABUs now. Yeah, huh? yeah, Do yeah. yeah. Just... <laughs> we were talking IBUs on the uh, <laughs> on the IPA, and I just kind of mashed them together in my head there.
2: Yes, actually, there probably will be a number that can. That's come not from a that. bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the ABU on this one is you heard thirty-seven. It here first. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it'll be numbers versus letters. So like
2: the ABUs on this you is the regular uh, Brown?
1: Z seventy four.
2: Ooh, that's a good ABU. Like I said, yeah. dude. Uh, you guys nailed it. We hit the numbers.
0: <laughs> Forty-two is the answer, everyone knows us. <laughs>
2: That is good though. I mean, that's a that's a very nice mistake that you made.
0: Yeah, uh, and people people like like it hurts my heart a little bit. People like that one more than my uh, my regular brown. It's, so, the brown. Uh, it's the new brown. It's the new point. brown at this point. Yeah, yeah. So we've uh, it's the numbers don't lie. People, that's gone out the door uh, two to one to my regular brown. So I can't, you know, it's been head to head for a while now. So. I've the people have spoken, so it's going to go forward. And I'll, brew the, I'll brew the regular brown every once in a while, but that's going to be, you know, it's kind of like the, the, the once wall. a month brew on the uh, the regular brown so, or the, the roast brown, rather.
1: It's like you get the A one yeah. thick and hearty from Whataburger, and they bust out this mushroom Swiss, and you're like, oh wow, I can't <laughs> go back. What out. have I done time now? <laughs> you know?
2: Yes. No, now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get that Whataburger plug. Hold on. <laughs> right? <laughs> if they would only sponsor the show, that would be fantastic. I
1: mean, uh-huh. after you have a bunch of beers, you
2: either went to Keto's or
1: a Whataburger. So.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, there's actually they, – they put a Whataburger not far from my – like right off the freeway. Like way too convenient. My exit, I get off and there's a Waterburger and it's like, oh, yeah. don't stop, don't stop, don't, don't, John, wait. And just, next just day get in, the it's like, don't get the uh, fries. Number one with cheese, jalapenos, uh, <laughs> what a size, and a root beer. <laughs> Spicy ketchup, please, and onion rings. You're getting a side of gravy. The wheels
0: come off the cart. You can do that. You can yes. just get a side of gravy yes. for your French fries. Oh goodness.
1: It's kind of like when I go to Long John Silver's whenever there is one, and just get like the the burnt little
2: fried oh, pieces, little pieces of- the little
1: crumbs. They sell those.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they used to give them to you it's when I was controlled. a kid. That was yeah. something they would just give you. Oh, you want these? Sure. Here's a pound of them. Yeah. Now they're like, oh no, that's like four dollars yeah. for a small container. But those things are delicious. Yeah. Little fried. I don't know. I'm a big fan of hush puppies, and it's kind of similar to a hush puppy.
1: I'm a size 28 waist. (laughs) Well, you know,
2: we're all beer drinkers, so, yeah, of course we're all physically fit. (laughs) That's right. Peak physical condition. The industry industry encourages it. (laughs) The uh, yeah, late night Whataburger Mills, the early morning kolaches and donuts. That's right. If, you're, if that's not a good diet, then you know, I don't want to be in this industry anymore. No.
1: God forbid, Torchy's is open twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, now. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna quit talking about food because we yeah. still got it's gone. Still, it's uh, gone off. The, yeah, come, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I was about to start talking about the new Denny's pancakes for some reason. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, all of, a bottom of my head. I was like, you know, I really want to try those new Denny's pancakes, and they are open 24 what hours. What did they
1: do different? It's just a pancake.
2: I have no idea. There's a commercial, and I just saw pancakes, and it made me hungry. <laughs> it worked. Whatever their advertising did, it worked on so, me. So, gotcha.
1: Actually, I can't get my secret away. Okay, well, if you have cold coffee and you use that with your pancake mix, it is legit as fuck.
2: Wow. That sounds good. I don't see how... Coffee pancakes. Coffee pancakes? Yes.
0: I, uh, Our stout would go that way. Not a bad idea. Yeah, use the stout in those pancakes. Mm-hmm. 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 Cut
1: that off the air. I can't get the money that I do. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I made like chili the other day. Stout cakes. Yeah. All, All right. Hold on. I've got a notebook like right here. Right. <laughs> I'm not writing anything about stout cakes and yeah. uh,
0: making that my new menu item. Man, a, a good friend of the brewery, uh, he's a baker. He's taken some of our beers. And uh, for uh, Fat Tuesday, he made bread with our uh, Belgian rye, actually, and came in and we made some big-ass muffaladas with it, you God, know. Man. He made some bread with it, and we had homemade muffaladas bro. for uh, for Fat Tuesday. So yeah, it was nice. homemade tapenade. Yep. There's only a few ways that I'll eat an olive, and that's one of them. Man, I love them. I love just go with it. Just yeah. like a jar of it. I'll eat, I'll eat olives. Oh, no, Green man, olives, a- kalamatas, it don't matter. <laughs> uh, I will Absolute eat them if bad. they're stuffed
2: with something that makes them not taste like olive anymore. Blue cheese, oh. Blue cheese or habaneros yeah. oh, or something. I will eat them if they're sitting in a martini. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just marinated olives and a little yes. bit of bread. That's all you need. Yep. So
1: the next time you're down here, there's a place that does these ridiculous Bloody Marys that have like bacon and shrimp and six vegetables all sitting on top of the glass. It's Farley's,
0: gr- or it's Farley Girls, and it's called The Captain.
1: No, no, that's the shrimp food version. The Bloody Mary version's at the place over by the trumpet.
0: Oh. Yeah, that place is ridiculous. Now we're talking to add vodka to it. Are they open? <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow. Are they open 24 hours?
2: <laughs> that's yeah, the Belgian rye. <clears throat> so we've oh. gone through, actually, no, I've got, I still have the last one. To, to sample.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is a stout. Yep, yeah, that's our stout. The uh, With coffee. Yeah, that didn't. That wasn't exactly a stout because the black patent that I was supposed to use in it ended up in the uh, brown ale by accident. So I brewed it anyway, and f- I figured I would figure out how to fix it down the road, and uh, the way that I did that is uh, we have a local coffee roaster down here uh, named Fika Coffee, and I got six pounds of their espresso roast Made the biggest pot of coffee you have ever seen and uh, dumped it in. That's really good. Yeah, and it uh, it gave it that roast that it was missing, and it uh, you know gave it a real nice coffee note to it, and uh, you know it just made made the best I could out of it. And I feel like you know it's right on track. Actually, I'm ha- very happy with how that came out. Yeah, so. this
2: is this is a good way to
0: finish the the, the evening right here. This yeah, is very tasty, a, and it's uh a yeah. da- it's a dangerous eight percent. You know, it uh, doesn't yeah. drink like it, but uh, you can have a couple and not realize it. So, in a pint, <laughs> nice big pint of that, and a Belgian, and then when you're done with that one, yeah. No,
2: this uh, all the beers are really good. Uh, I can definitely tell you my favorite uh, was the IPA, the Summit, the Summit, the Summit IPA. Okay. That was that was really good. I enjoyed that one. Uh, the saison was very nice. The I, I'm I don't know, man. I'm liking the brown, the original brown, better than that, the experimental. Uh,
0: that that you know, that warms my heart. That yeah. warms the cockles of my heart. There, I. Uh, <laughs> it's, so, if, if I like the uh, I like the experimental more than my regular one, and I hate myself a little bit for that because, like I said, that's uh, you know, it's my baby. That's my that's the first one thing I ever did for myself. My first all grain recipe that I've carried with me the entire time, and yeah, it's really good. Oh. This coffee stout I mean this
2: this is this is extremely
1: I hope you like coffee <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I, I, I thought I just talked <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think my brain talked <laughs> those were all thoughts <laughs> we can yes. just hear them did y'all hear my thoughts right <laughs> Yeah, that's really good uh, yeah, I mean congratulations on getting this place open I know it's been several years uh, since Dan and I we talked about it and it's like that's great and Uh, name change Devil in the Deep is a
0: fantastic name yep it's a we were after we got the cease and desist and we you know we talked to the brewery that sent it to us and they just weren't having anything of it and then we talked to a lawyer and they said we could fight it you (laughs) know but we had no money (laughs) yeah we had I mean the exact it was like basically the cost to fight it would have been exactly the amount that I paid for our our, our entire five barrel brew house Um, and it you know, so it was just like we had to let our name go, which was, you know, actually still kind of salty about if I have to, if I can't, you know, from being honest. And we went through something like five hundred names.
1: Yeah, we uh, we had just finished with day two of Great American Beer Fest over in Colorado, mm-hmm. and we were sitting around the table at one of our partners' house, just throwing every name you can possibly think of into the search engine to see what was yeah. copywritten.
0: Yeah, into into the trademark search engine, into Untapped you know, just trying to figure out what we had. Uh, there's a couple names that we came close with, and then, uh, you know, uh, there's a road here on Galveston Island, Old Port Industrial, and that's a pretty cool, you know, it's a pretty cool brewery name, right? And uh, so we talked to a brewery that, you know, a bigger brewery that has a, you know, port in their name, and they basically told us the same thing, that they would sue us as soon as they get to Texas. And it's just, uh, it was a little bit discouraging, you know, because the the brewers, uh, you know, the, the whole brewer kind of facade is uh you know that we're kind of a big team and that's that is true that's 100 percent true for 90 percent of the industry but it is getting a little bit litigious out there so we uh so you can say we were kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place exactly you know and then uh funny enough devil in the deep is literally a maritime version of rock in the hard place and uh it wasn't trademarked so we pulled out the credit card and bought it that night you know, so and that's how Devil in the Deep Brewery there's came about. so, I mean,
2: it's such a, I mean, it's a great name, and yeah, you know, the creative ideas, the Dan. I'm sure as soon as that you started thinking more about it, kind of like like I do. I do a lot of design stuff, you know. <laughs> so it's like, there's so much to market with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, where do we start?
1: Yeah, there's so many avenues you can explore, and as more people start coming to the brewery, and they tell us that they've. Only came here because they were intrigued by the name, which is exciting for me because I get people give me their interpretation of what it means. And when they get here, they realize that we actually have good product and
0: we're not evil. (laughs) (laughs) There's been one or two people that have literally said, There's devil in your name. And I'm just like, Ooh, uh, it's not what you think. (laughs) You know? I mean, and there's there's nobody running around There's with already a, a brewery you know that's know taking saying. control of that
2: side of you know, the industry in Houston. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It. We don't have to do that. No.
0: Mm-hmm. So we have triangles, not pentagrams. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, for talking about Houston breweries, uh, actually one of my favorite in town, you know, besides uh, St. Arnold's is Brash. They make beer, you know, they make IPAs like I wish I did, you know. But, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, those guys over there, they've got the palate for it and they know how to do it. Their stouts and their IPAs are phenomenal. So and 8th
1: Wonder's growth over the last couple of years has been yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, them just, they kind of remind me of a trimmer where they come out of the dirt and then they just kind of gradually ate all of that building and they took it
0: over <laughs> kept going with it. So, yeah, the Houston Brewing scene it's, is super are uh, big giant worms from outer space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, it's a good Aaron's analogy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's. Uh, we met a lot of good friends up at the breweries in the area. And it's, you know, of course, the brewing industry is such a cool industry to be in. And we know, to know these people and, you know, count them as friends and everything like that. So, you know, especially down here on the island, you know, Mark and I and, uh, uh, all the other people that that are brewers down here, uh, you know, either home brewers or have brewed over at Beerfoot, and you know Justin at Brews Brothers and everything like that. You know, they're all friends, and it's super cool to be a part of that community. So we feel really, you know, lucky for that.
2: Yeah, so. man, this one is the absolute. It attracts the best people, and and, and it, it absolutely does. A, a certain type of people, and most of them, about
0: 95% of them, are extremely happy. Just good people. Exa- yeah. Exactly. You know. I mean, it's just, that's that's exactly how I feel, and again, I feel real lucky to, you know. So am I
2: that 5% or? We'll talk about it later.
0: We don't later want in. to talk about that. No,
2: <laughs> 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 no but uh, appreciate you guys having us down here. Oh, uh, thanks for coming uh, down, yeah, man. Thank, yeah. There's We're, no fog,
1: so you're good to hang out for a while.
2: I know, yeah, nice exactly. and clear.
0: No tentacles are going to come out and uh, eat you, you know. So, well, the good thing about Galveston is
2: if something actually a sea monster, you're like, Hey man, that's like eight miles away. We have yeah. time. <laughs> it's not like, it can't quickly come up. Yeah. Yeah, kind
1: of like the hurricane. Oh, it's not coming this way. We're fine. We're fine. Yeah, Uh-oh. you see it out there.
2: It's like ah, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Now Galveston is one of my favorite places, and we do we come down here quite a bit. Um, so now I have another stop. Come say hey to you guys.
0: Definitely. Yeah, come hang out. We're uh, we're excited to be open and for people to come and hang out. And, and when uh, when is the tap room open? Well, we're open right now, uh, you know, because it's still a little bit slow down here. We're open Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, we're opening during the weekdays at 3, uh, closing at 10 o'clock. On uh, Friday, Saturday, we're closing at midnight, uh, open at noon on the weekends. So, so pretty much at sunset every day but Monday and Tuesday, you can come enjoy a pint. Exactly, yeah. And the, the doors, are, if you see the doors open and the flags out front, we're definitely open. Come in and have a pint. So, um, like I said, man, you guys
2: the beers are all great uh i can't tell you any of them that i did not enjoy and so uh congratulations again on getting you open because that's that is a huge mountain to climb and a whole lot to deal with now to, we just hold on and now yeah. just hold it now at least no, you made it to the top of the mountain so now, now yeah just, we take pictures yeah that's it <laughs> Got and the tiger,
0: got the tiger by the tail. Now you know mm-hmm. you gotta hold on. So if you let it go, it's gonna eat you. So what's the
2: two month anniversary gift? Oh wait, wait. Let's not talk about it. Latex? Latex? Is it? <that> <laughs> Lubricant. That, wait a oh. minute! No, no more. No oh, that's more. Dirty. <laughs> no more. Uh, this is a sponsored by. Speaking of Eighth Wonder, Timer their German Hefeweizen. Uh, go out there and try some. If you haven't done it yet, you can find it all over the place. And the Actually, cool little blue tile. That is legitimately my favorite 8th Wonder beer. It's a good, I, it's I, great love,
0: one. I love Hefeweizen's, and that's a phenomenal one. And I love the I love the logo for it, you know, using that old blue and white tile look. From, yes, the uh, so blue West and
2: white Siner. tile that used to be the addresses around mm-hmm. Houston. Yeah. So, uh, That's a good beer. Mm-hmm. So everybody be safe out there. Uh, if you want to listen to any of the old shows, go to drinkofages.com. You can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on iTunes. And apparently, I found us on a whole other podcast site like for the old show. So it was like, all right, whatever, man. So find us on the internet. Drink of Ages. uh, Stop by the pub. Drink of Ages pub sometime. Grab a pint with us. And everybody be safe. We'll talk to you next week.